At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, March 30th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. The Federal Emergency Management Agency announced Sunday that President Donald Trump had approved a major disaster declaration for Oregon. The declaration turns on the tap of federal disaster funding for state, tribal, and local authorities and nonprofits as the coronavirus continues to spread. Governor Kate Brown on Sunday called the White House disaster declaration for Oregon an important first step in unlocking resources to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. But she said far more needs to be done by the federal government to effectively combat the crisis. The most important step, she said, was providing more personal protective equipment for healthcare workers from the national stockpile. New modeling suggests Oregon might have acted quick enough to avoid becoming the next Italy or New York as long as Oregonians actually stay home. Numbers released Thursday by the Oregon Health Authority show the state's hospital system appears capable of handling the coronavirus cases that are expected over the next month. But that's just a planning estimate, and it assumes that 9 out of 10 Oregonians stay home in accordance with Governor Kate Brown's stay-home order. If Brown had taken no action at all and allowed the novel coronavirus to spread freely, estimates have shown Oregon hospitals would have seen a surge of as many as 1,000 COVID-19 patients needing beds by mid-April. Oregon will allow drivers to pump their own gas until at least April 11th in order to reduce contact that could spread the coronavirus and ensure that essential frontline workers have access to fuel during potential staffing shortages. The state fire marshal announced the policy change early Saturday morning. The announcement prompted outcry from many Oregonians who pointed out that any suspension of attendance service, which is a voluntary decision for station operators, would increase customers' exposure to services that could be contaminated. Oregon already allows limited self-serve gas in many rural counties around the state. Oregon offered widespread coronavirus testing at one senior home where staff and residents became sick. So why did it say no to the 118-resident Regency Park, another senior home near Beaverton? The Oregonian and Oregon Live's Brad Schmidt explains. March 12th, one day after Oregon announced its first coronavirus outbreak inside a senior care center. Two residents at a Lebanon nursing home had tested positive for COVID-19. The state was going to ensure all 151 residents and 225 workers were tested, and officials were going to do that by tapping into some of the state's scarce testing supplies, even though the state was not loosening its restrictive criteria for other Oregonians. Fast forward two weeks. One person has died at a Washington County assisted living facility, and four other residents and three employees are sick with COVID-19. Would the state offer widespread testing there? The answer was no, and we wanted to find out why. The explanation? Times have changed. The pandemic is worse, and the state is hoarding its supplies to ensure it tests only the sickest and highest risk Oregonians. As a result, the Washington County facility has been left to fend for tests on its own. Regency Park said last week it had secured a small number of test kits from a private benefactor. 
In the one month since the coronavirus reached Oregon, Oregonians have been buying guns and ammunition in staggering numbers. As the Oregonian and Oregon Live's Jayathi Ramakrishnan reports, Oregon State Police conducted nearly 40,000 background checks on people buying guns between February 29th and March 22nd. The agency typically handles between 22,000 and 28,000 background checks each month. Gun store owners attribute the increase in sales to visits from regular customers, but say many people are also coming in to buy their first gun. One county law enforcement agency said similar spikes happen when people fear lawmakers might pass new gun restrictions. Most sheriff's departments across the state have put a freeze on processing new concealed handgun license applications. New handgun licenses require applicants to give their fingerprint, which can't be done in compliance with the state's social distancing guidelines. Distilleries in Portland and throughout Oregon have been essentially shut down by the effects of the coronavirus. But as the Oregonian and Oregon Live's Andre Meunier reports, many are turning to a much-needed product that falls squarely within their ability to produce, hand sanitizer. Jill Cooler, founder and CEO of Northwest Portland's Freeland Spirits, said her distillery is producing hand sanitizer for individual customers as well as TriMet and the Portland Fire Bureau. We're literally getting calls and emails every hour. Um, you know, it's just such a massive shortage right now. And, you know, like just about every distillery in Oregon is doing what they can to help do their part to fill the need. Cooler said Freeland laid off 80% of its staff, but four employees remain to produce the sanitizer. For these and more news stories, pick up today's copy of The Oregonian or go to OregonLive.com. <laughs>